0: Hello, hello. Well, 2020's been,
1: well, let's face it, crap. So I got together with Leah from Wentworth Memes and uh, we recorded something a little bit special for you. So here's our conversation with the wonderful Kate Box.
2: Hi, I'm Kate Box and you're listening to The Slot. I went to pick up my kids, uh, my elders start school next year and I went to pick up her uniform, her kindergarten uniform today. And um, I walked into the uniform shop and this woman just <laughs> kind of blanched. <laughs> and she said, You're no Kelly. And I was like, oh. and She just couldn't kind of, was just not the place that you'd expect to see me in the uniform shop. And, and she was quite amazing. <laughs> and then I suddenly felt terrible for being in a school full of small children.
0: Like, oh God.
3: That is, I that. That is, imagine that though. I'll never just randomly bump into anyone, but if I want to, if I could, that's the way I want to do it. At a uniform yeah.
0: shop.
2: At a uniform shop, there. And then as I was leaving, she said, <laughs> she said, I won't tell anyone. It's like, <laughs> okay. Like you just a strange
1: response. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Good. Thank God. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it must be strange though, like being recognized when you're just doing like normal things?
2: I have found myself having to, you know, there was always a bit from some other shows but Wentworth has a kind of different um, yeah just a bit of a different audience, a bigger audience um, you know more of a kind of vocal audience as well and there's you know there's been some strange occurrences but you know 90% of it has been in really wonderful but I have had a couple of moments recently One, I was walking down the street with my best mate Les and I just had some news that I was really grappling with and I was I was having a bit of a cry on the street and then this woman kind of drove past hanging out her car window filming me with her phone it's like hello Kelly and I just said, I've I'd been in quarantine and lockdown in Melbourne and, you know, I haven't kind of been out in the world, but, oh gosh, oh, gosh, I've got to be careful where I cry these days. Yeah, I've got to hold it all inside like a good ballad. Yeah, yeah so that was a good one. And, yeah, you've got to be careful not to, um, you know, to be, be a very well-tempered parent at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Knock that thing. That's fine. That's all right if you knock that down no worries yeah we'll talk about that when we get home yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. have you ever had any encounters when you've got all the um Lou Kelly tattoos on Uh, oh I mean early on because we were allowed to
2: go out in early on when we were filming and there was a couple of times but but Wentworth hadn't aired that then really Mm. since I had We've been in lockdown the whole time, really. We've only kind of been out in public since after it's shot. Um, I did. I had a few moments where, you know, there was some, you know, when people when you have when people have tats, you know, I don't know a few experiences there. But I look at them. I kind of want to know. And I got that. It was really nice having kind of people check them out a little bit except for like by the end of the week when they were all a bit scungy and peeling off <laughs> and you're like I just for this brief moment I kind of felt a bit hardcore down at the coffee shop and I, I was peeling <laughs> I'm just being at a bad party that's all yeah <laughs> but I have there's one of them you know the um the kind of Ned Kelly-esque one with the tits out on one arm and I, I did have a couple of moments picking the kids up from kindy you know, from daycare in Melbourne where I thought, oh, well, I don't know if I'd choose to put this on and pick my kids. I did wear longer sleeves when I mm-hmm. went to certain events, yeah.
3: Well, since we've talked about tattoos, I've, I've been really curious to know what the what tattoos you had. Do you, do you know if there was any backstories to any of the, the tattoos that you had?
2: Well, the way that it kind of works with the tattoos is you come in... So Jada, my partner was shooting Mystery Road... Just after i'd um, landed the role of Lou Kelly, the makeup artist on mystery Road um, was also the head of the department on wentworth and so I first met with Megan when we were in broome when Jars was shooting, and sat down and we just started brain, you know brainstorming together what the images were going to be and 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 it was a really interesting process, actually. There was one I that, that I... There was two that I was really set on having that I'd kind of imagined myself. That was the Ned Kelly um, reference, the Lou Kelly kind of... The naked woman with the Ned Kelly mask on. And the other one was the time on my hand.
3: That um, was one I was most interested about, that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, the story behind that, the details of it are, are, are kind of, um, I suppose, for me, when I was trying to work out who Lou Kelly was, somebody who was kind of so violent and had been in so prison so long and had such a macabre sense of humour and way of looking at the world and how she kind of rose to anger and fury so quickly and seemed to dissociate at times. There were so many things about her that I went, what the, like, what was your childhood like? And I often, like working out what a character's childhood was, but it felt particularly potent with Lou because, um, because she has such massive responses to the world. And so I started charting events in her childhood where she began, yeah, where maybe those responses started. And so 3.38 was um, um, the time that she saw on a digital clock, in her bedroom when she was a kid, when something really horrendous happened in her household. And it was a time that she just kind of burnt into a memory. And it was an event that changed something for her, All oh, backstory, my imagination, like not, not kind of, um, yeah, just dear diary stuff. Um, but it was really helpful for me to um, be able to, see that and remember lose history in a moment when I'm in the middle of a scene and, and having that there. And it is, yeah. So that was kind of a personal like triggering one that I wanted not to sound like a total wanker, but yeah, that, that helped fill in some pieces for me. Um, Yeah. Then there was the, you know, the prison chain link. There was the scissoring that's pretty self-explanatory. The wolf Um, on a, I don't know if you see the, do you see the wolf in one? Whoa. <laughs> There's another one later. Um, is there any others?
1: I can't remember. Killing
2: chain, link, chain link.
1: No, It's the chain. It's the chain one that sticks out to me.
2: Yeah, that's a really interesting one because w- when we first came to it, I, I, um, there was yeah, there was those two that I really wanted, and then the rest I wanted. I wanted her to have a blackout arm. Mm. Um, I had the idea that Lou Kelly had been in prison so long that she just did everything herself, you know, and and that she just, it was kind of a time marker for her that she just kind of did all her own artwork. But it's a really interesting process, bringing your ideas to the table, meeting them with the makeup department and then what the producers think, you know. And um, a lot of the uh, sketches that Megan and I had done together that were very much Lou's own hand. Um, The producers felt, didn't suit the show, didn't fit, fit the look of the show. So it's just a constant negotiation as to what will work. So yeah, we landed, there was a, I saw a tattoo artist who had a chain link on her hand and I thought it was quite cool and we just built on that and you know, broke a little hole in it, you know, that kind of stuff,
1: yeah. I found that one really interesting because and especially the back back backstory you've given about the time, Mm. why she she would choose to have like quite negative things.
2: Yeah, most of her stuff is negative. I think a lot of it is um, reminders of things that she wouldn't go back to or justifications for why she's continuing to do what she does. Uh, you know, shit gets poured down on Kelly. Not that she doesn't invite it, but she, um, but she can, you know, she can take offense pretty quick <laughs> and she can, she can, um, yeah, if something has like, you know, if something's been done to her, she's not going to forget about it, I don't think. and And she'll use that as fuel to move down whatever path she wants to go. So I think a lot of them were reminders of, you know, why she became who she became. Really. Ooh, I love that. Yeah.
1: How much backstory did you get given um, for the character of Lou? How much did you take from Prisoner, and how much did you create yourself? Right. Um. So when you so when I first
2: um got asked about Wentworth, I
0: went to Melbourne. I
2: sat down with Marcia and Pino and a couple of the other writers and just got a brief rundown on who this woman was and what her journey um, through wentworth would be um, and and then kind of got sent out I suppose an a4 sheet of her life and there was always room to ask a lot more questions but I knew about um, I knew that she'd been in and out of prison I knew that she had um, history before you know you know before jacks I knew she had history kind of with some of the Wentworth crew um i knew that she'd had a pretty rough upbringing and then i had to fill in kind of the details mm-hmm. um i knew that uh obviously i knew all about the cult and how i met reb and um yeah so there's kind of like a there's a broad outline backstory there there's they give you a lot of their um I suppose, a lot of character traits, a lot of their emotional traits, a lot of, um, yeah, their qualities. They kind of, they give you a lot of really powerful words to work with. And then the rest you get from script and you make up. I didn't, I didn't look at the original Prisoner. I, I looked at it because, of mm-hmm. course, you would, you know, she's amazing. But I didn't take any of that that story with me. And then the rest just, you kind of, filled in ourselves um I spent a lot of time talking to Zoe and filling stuff out with Zoe together I spent a lot of time talking to Kat and filling stuff out with Kat because in the early episodes it was kind of really clear that we'd had a history but we were never really given what that history was so Mm. Pat and I worked on that together Um, and then I yeah i found like i said i found it really helpful with Lou to, to to make a bit of a childhood chart for her and and work out what her life had been leading up to to this point because you know she can re, she can react to the world in quite an infantile way um, she throws a great tanty you know so i was just thinking about what yeah what it was as a kid that yeah kind of kept her emotional <laughs> growth
3: there in a way. Mm. Um, I really yeah. like reading I must have read an article where it kind of gave us a little bit of the backstory that obviously you and Katrina had come up with. Um, yeah. and I think for me that made me see Lou completely differently and see that relationship. Everyone was like anti-Lou because how dare you treat Boomer that way. But yes, you know seeing hearing that backstory it completely makes sense.
2: It's interesting because there's so many characters in Wentworth. They can't like you, it's you can't know enough about everyone. Like I feel like you always it can you just always want a bit more. You want to know a bit deeper. You want to understand this more. And it sometimes feels there's so many characters. There's just not necessarily the time. So the more that you can do to um, to build the history with characters. So even if you may not bring scenes about that to the show, you bring the history that you have in the kind of, so playing stuff with Kat was really fun because we'd, we'd you know, it was really playful just the two, two of us sitting down going, okay, this is where we were. We grew up in Franka. we did this, we did all this. And, and so then when you're in a room together, you know, you've got all that stuff, all that memory stuff going on, which is really fun. Boomer, like I fuck with Boomer. I knew, that this was not going to be great. Like, I, like, Kat has created one of the most extraordinary characters I've ever seen in Boomer. Like, the the work is out of this world. the The commitment to to bring the humanity that is Boomer to the screen is just. It's really inspiring. She's a really awesome woman to work with, and. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things, like, that surprised me that I forgot about. You know, I forgot that Lou kind of was a villain in a way because I played so so much of it for me was just about Reb. So I kind of forgot that she did some bad things, but I never forgot the shit she did to Boomer. Like, that just, they very clear to me, like, Yeah. Um, even though I, Lou had incredibly good reasons, just as somebody who's watched the show, it's like, ah, oh, you fuck with Boomer, you're a bit
1: fucked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think mm. that because Lou was a new character, I mean, I haven't watched Prisoner, um, and mm-hmm. I know that a lot of Wentworth fans haven't watched Prisoner, um, mm. so Lou was a brand-new character to most of us, but mm. having that history there with Boomer, even though it didn't go too deep into it, you felt like mm. you knew these two together anyway so yeah for me i liked that conflict i'm i'm not a person that thinks Boomer is this flawless character um yeah that people seem to think she is um, so well, she's like, in
2: prison you know like she's yeah. done
1: stuff yeah <laughs> I, I quite like seeing Boomer get punched in the face every now and then <laughs> yeah. so. i'm here for you <laughs> Thank you, thank you for making that a reality. Yeah. <laughs> how was the dynamic coming in as a brand new character in this season that had fi- this show that finished essentially, mm. and then had got suddenly rebooted and given two more seasons? How was it coming yeah. in as a brand new cast member and character?
3: I mean,
2: there's a it was a bit
1: terrifying in a way you know
2: you you definitely want to add to the show you don't want to kind of be the be the you know the weight that sinks it to the bottom you want to kind of come in like all all guns blazing and the thing I think the thing with Wentworth is they just there is so many rad people working on it so as soon as I was there and I was in the room with all these people, half of whom I'd worked with before. Sometimes just really briefly. Sometimes, you know, a little more. It felt like we were gonna make something. You know, there was gonna like we were gonna have some. Um, there was gonna be something really exciting to come of it. And and I don't know. I I, I haven't followed that kind of fan comments enough to know, you know, what seasons people love or hate or, I, I, you know, I, I have to see clear a little bit of that. But I did feel like I walked into a room with all of these actors that I really respected. And I thought, ah, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. Like we're going to have, there's going to be some good that's going to come out of this. And um, it's been interesting since I finished um, and you and there's just people just love the originals, you know, so much. And so you you can't people compare you to everyone. And you you know mm-hmm. like a, you know I've had so many kind of poor man bees coming at me. And I'm a good friend of else. and you know we've worked together for many years. And and it doesn't I I but I kind of I get it. Like you you join something that has such fanatic fans. You bought you, you 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 join that you know like and it's kind of fun. Um, so you you don't ever expect to be. I mean you know like you're not going to be the original a you? like you you know yeah you're not going to come you're not going to be Shannon Dowdy, but you're just going to do your best. <laughs>
1: But I think that's the beauty behind the writing of Wentworth is because I don't think any, although some characters parallel each other in their storylines, like I'd see, um, like, I've seen parallels between Kaz and Ali and Lou, and I think Frankie, um, because of right, handedness. Yeah. Um, yeah. but there's never like direct <clears throat> comparisons and you're not like, oh, they're redoing this storyline with a different face.
0: Yeah, and the actors that well.
1: they
2: get are so different. The actors that they get are so different that they're never going to bring the same quality to it. And I think that's been the great thing about Wentworth is they have kind of that. We're yeah, we're we're all remarkably different performers. We're very different humans. Um, we all got along incredibly, but we're yeah, we're all we're all very very different. And so yeah, you're right. You can't really compare. And also the writers do a, you know an incredible job of, of trying not to rehash and yeah trying mm. to create new humans and and new relationships I think I mean that was a great thing if I hadn't had I think if Lou hadn't had come in with Reb there is danger of it kind of falling into something that we've seen before but because the love story was so crucial to to both of those characters mm. it was not going to repeat anything that been done before really because that was a third thing in itself.
3: Yeah. Um so I guess one of the questions I want to ask you was um you know before Wentworth sort of came along into your life um you know social media might have been very different. Uh mm-hmm. it, you know how you use social media. So what about now? How do you, you know the good, the bad, the, yeah what are your thoughts? I don't really know
2: how to use it now to be honest. I'm I'm unsure. I've I, I had a pri- I, I don't use Facebook or Twitter. I mean, I, I have a Twitter account that I twat on once several <laughs> years ago and never used it again. And then I I have I had a Facebook that I used to join a mothers group five years ago. But yeah, I don't use either of those. So it's really only Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And I was private for a long time, and I think I really used it just to just with mates essentially. So I, I don't quite know how to use it now. I, it's a strange thing because it suddenly feels like a, a promotional tool, which is a is, a, is uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I don't know what to put up because I don't like that self promotion. I, I don't know how to do that in a way that I feel comfortable with. It's an important part of the job, but I haven't worked out where I sit with that. No. Um, I just, I use Insta stories a lot <laughs> for close, the close friends list. Um, yeah. I, yeah, so I'm still kind of trying to work that out actually. I don't know what to engage with and what not to engage with. Like very early on, I started responding to a lot of people and then there was some things that got really overwhelming and I, and Jada's like, I think you don't need to kind of talk to everyone. Like, I'm like, I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't think I can. So I kind of backed off a lot of that. Um,
3: did you, did anyone really prepare you for, you know, um, I guess, Wentworth fans?
2: Well, the, 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 the cast said it is 95% awesome. I am... Um, yeah, there has been a few scary messages that when I first got them I they made me feel a bit nervous. But mm. I and some things that I reported and that didn't get taken down and then there was some other thing people that I blocked and then in blocking them they kind of came back harder under a different you know a, a different name. Mm. So yeah, it's it's a strange space to navigate. And also it's weird because I, like in terms of feedback about your work, I stopped reading reviews of anything that I did when I was in my mid twenties, because it became, it was not healthy for me to read theater reviews or read, you know, anything in the newspaper. It just didn't, I didn't know what to do with it in a really healthy way. So I just cut it out. So it's kind of weird suddenly at 42 going, Oh, I'm getting like reviewed daily.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and that's um, and 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 I don't know if I am or louis or so yeah. It's a it's a strange beast, social media. Uh, there's and then there's also so much beauty and support clearly in it as well, where you find community that enjoy the storytelling that. Feel like the storytelling is important they're just actually in it for the fun of it and the the, the great community that comes out of telling good stories and yeah. so there's so much good about it as well so i don't yeah. know I, yeah i'll see how i go with it
1: yeah i think it's a blessing and a curse because you get, it yeah. brings you closer to fans and and people who love the show but it yeah. the negative is it brings you closer to fans um, and people who really Yeah. Show. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. A lot of the time we have to kind of, um, on the Facebook groups and stuff and on Instagram, we have to remind people, you're quite welcome to hate a character, but characters and actors are different. I'm very, are different, very, yeah. very confused a lot of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. So we have to be like, okay, remember that that's the character you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: totally. But it's kind of, you know, so you know what you sign up for as well like I you know I knew what the show brought with it and um and I was really excited for that as well it's really exciting to be a part of something that has such massive reach
0: mm-hmm. you know
2: his uniform store today you know <laughs> it's like yeah one of the when we were in hotel quarantine everybody's like this and one of the nurses was like Hey, just here to check your temp, Luke! Hey, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, do you want the blood pressure machine or should I take it? You know, so it's um, it's it's thrilling to be part of something that is, you know, got such a following as well. I'm, I'm of course like so grateful that people are, I mean, keeping you employed. <laughs> Interested in what, you know, this is a job I love and I take really seriously. Um, it also brings me great joy, and you just want to know that it's yeah, it's not sitting on a shelf, and Wentworth certainly
3: does not do that. No. no.
2: I guess we haven't mentioned the fact that um,
3: that Jada was in it as well, and how that's kind of no, right. Tony. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was
2: pretty cool. We we found these photos the other day that um so the onset nurse. There's a great friend of ours from from Wentworth and and she was on Wentworth in the first season and found all these amazing photos of them around the pool table in the they used to have a pool table in the green room, I think, and there was all the kind of original characters and there was Jada. Yeah, it was yeah. What a thing, huh?
3: Pretty cool. Who would have thought that, you know, 2012 or whenever yeah. it was? Um,
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah
2: that's good yeah I remember when we went to um I were in San Francisco well when Wentworth first came out and um yeah and Jada had never really experienced any kind of fans of the show in Australia and suddenly we're in San Francisco and there was these Two, there's a couple. Of these women came up and they were just beside themselves. we kind of they pulled this kind of dirty old receipt out of their pocket to get Jared to sign, and they just couldn't quite oh. believe. I was like, yeah, this thing's like, I think this thing's gonna take off." Like nobody quite knew what it was going to be at that point. I'm like, I reckon it's got an audience. Like I think. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't it have been great if they brought us back together? We might have actually been able to see each other.
1: I'd like to think that Tony is has got clean and. Is being a great mother <laughs> on the outside. I'd like to think. Yeah,
2: of that. yeah. I'm sure she. I'm. Sh- yeah, I'm she sure. has.
1: Yeah, she has. It was yeah. just a blip in her life for me.
2: Absolutely, it was absolutely a blip. No, she's. Um, I'm sure she's. She's kicking goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kicking goals in in wearing linen. Kicking goals. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what even Wentworth being filmed through, you know, through COVID, how how things are going to be different.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, we there was a lot of measures taken on Wentworth when we came back. There was kind of an encyclopedia of new rules. Like I said earlier, they they rebuilt some stuff out kind of outside in big warehouses, so there was space for more crew to be there. We were getting tested weekly so um there was a yeah there was a lot of sticks up noses i mean there's a certain element of Wentworth that can't like that has to maintain proximity you know
1: it's Wentworth. you you can't do five seconds at a two meter distance (laughs) (laughs) don't touch me get off (laughs) of me get off (laughs) of me me. a big (laughs) stick
2: just
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm glad absolutely. for
1: less cafeteria scenes, to be honest. Because if I see one more person buttering toast, I am gonna. Yeah. <laughs> if you were there,
2: what would you eat? I ate a lot of bread, and I, I, Lou kind of Lou enjoyed her food quite a lot, and often you know spoke with a mouthful, and I, <laughs> I yeah I I did regret that choice as a character. <laughs> you yeah, know like okay I'm done. <laughs> The bread's cold. <laughs> <I'm tired. laughs> waistband's tight. <tired. laughs> yeah, but yeah, this you know the art department are phenomenal. The food is phenomenal, but the food is meant to be shit, and so they do a very good job of, of recreating that for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a full sensory experience. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it would look odd if everybody had steaks and uh, chips <laughs> yeah. in front of them. So. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody ever sneak anything into the canteen? Just to... you
2: know, there's always that rookie era where you know where you first come in. Zoe so was like, "Hey, babes, I've got you some licorice." It's like it expired in 2012. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the gesture, but yeah.
1: <laughs> so you did like a lot of scenes with Zoe. Um, yeah. Um, did you have to have a chemistry test and stuff beforehand? Did you know each other beforehand?
2: We'd met before, we'd spoken a few times on the phone. Um, oh, a few years earlier, I reckon, Zoe had rung for some chats about the industry, and um, I'd seen Zoe perform on stage before, a little bit in Janet King, and we had a mutual friend. Um, so we'd met a few times. Um, so the way that it worked with the auditions was, I, um, I, I had, I had been offered Lou, so I, I kind of, I knew I was okay <laughs> at this point. Auditions are terrifying, but in this case, I was like, okay. all right. And then there was, um, uh, I think we saw six people um, that were all coming for callbacks. Um, Zoe was the first off, and that was, there was some amazing humans in that room, like it was a really, it was a big privilege to be a part a part of. Um, and there were some very different Rebs that would have been incredible Rebs, really different Rebs. There was just something about Zoe and I together that I think um, clicked pretty quickly. Um, yeah, we didn't have to wait too long yeah, it was about a week or so after that. Zoe had no to the minute because they would have been counting it. But, um, yeah, so we, it, there were two scenes, I think, the way that it worked is we went in and then each of the actors came in and we did two scenes together. Mm. And they were all phenomenal. Some of them, the age gap felt way too big. Some of them, the power dynamic felt off. Um, some were just great and... It could have been theirs as well if that was the rev that they were going to rev and Lou that they were going to imagine. Yeah, so it was really, it was a really interesting thing to be a part of. It was exciting. There's also, you know, there was a a few of the actors, quite three or four of them that I hadn't seen work before because they wanted Rev to be quite a lot younger. Um, And it just was really
1: exciting to go. Man, there's some pretty extraordinary talent coming up. Like. Yeah, that's great. One of my favourite points for me was when Lou never, ever, ever failed to correct people on pronouns, because mm. I felt like that was really important for the the audience. Because there was a there's yeah. been a lot of misunderstanding, which is fine oh. in in the the fandom and and in the audience in general. Um, but the fact that Lou never, ever, ever slipped up. Um, yeah. It yeah. felt like it was gelling everything together.
2: Yeah, well, it was very deliberate. A lot of the other characters not referring to Rev as he. That was a very yeah. deliberate choice because that's the world yeah. of this person. That's the world of these characters. You know, a lot of them aren't evolved enough to kind of... It's always tricky because you go... I mean, Lou, there was no doubt in that Lou would ever get it wrong. Lou saw Reb very clearly for who Mm. he was Um, and so I don't think I don't think Lou had to try ever with that stuff and you know obviously the consequences of someone getting it wrong around Lou were were big and and Lou saw the fight that Reb had and wanted to be kind of the muscle in that fight every time as well Mm. to take as much of the pain away from Reb as as she could, I think. Um, but yeah, there was um, the fuck ups along the way from other characters were, yeah, were choices by the writers to to put that, you know, the, the pronouns were always checked as, is this the right one to say, or is this the right one, what would this person say? Yeah, but it's, it's tricky. Uh, I mean, the show is absolutely blessed to have the kind of political savvy of someone like Zoe and the um, and somebody so articulate and generous and seemingly never tires of and I know that they do, um, but continue yeah is there for the conversation every single time. Mm. It's incredibly admirable. (laughs) They shouldn't be the one having to have it all the time, but they are and they're doing an amazingly astounding job at it. I have nothing but total admiration for them. Mm. Um, And the show was very you know, I mean, we we were able to have great conversations with the writers' room as well because you know, I mean, I'm obviously a les, and 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 w- uh, uh, that was really important. There was, you know, there was some stuff within the script that I felt like my experience could add an authenticity, even though my experience is not loose experience. You know, that mm. there was some queer stuff that I was like, wow, was kind of like move it a little bit that way I reckon and there was a lot of those conversations and the producers and the writers were really open and welcoming of those conversations
3: which was good
2: which is why it is crucial to have as much queer representation as you can when you're telling
3: queer stories because Mm. without it you fuck up I think that's why I was drawn to Lou so quickly as well Mm. and, and, and Reb because all of it you know, and I think it was written so yeah. well. I think, um, you know, to see the dynamics, and it's something that really yeah. the show we hadn't. I mean, we had seen it a little bit, but it it was just more real. I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that you know, like you said, there, there, I suppose there's an authenticity in that we bring. We just bring a lived experience to that part of their to their lives. There's a comfort within that um, and i i, I mean I, I i don't think that that queer roles exclusively need to be played by queer people but i do think that we are at a point in our history where where we can we absolutely must yeah because for so long our stories have been used for the drama that they can provide and there's a lot of pain in the queer experience and it makes for great television. And I just think that so often the material has been used without um, giving back or being guided by the community that it's coming, you know, that that material Mm. springs from. that that we need to not only fill our screens with as much queer representation as we can, so we become kind of not, uh, what's the, I think you just get so used to it, so often in our history, in our TV history, queer roles are being played by straight actors because they're just a little bit more it's a bit easier to empathise with them because they're a bit more like what we know, you know? Mm. And we're so past that now. Like, we don't need that. What we need is to see authenticity and what we need is to kind of, yeah, see the community represented for what it really is and who Mm. we really are. And that's not just about on the screen, that's in the writer's room, that's producers, that's network heads. It's, you know, wherever queer stories are being told, there needs to be queer people on the
0: ship. Mm. Yes.
1: That brings me quite nicely to my next question, which is um, how does it differ playing, as a queer person playing a queer character? Mm. And what advice would you give to young queer actors coming up about being open and out in the media um you have to feel
2: safe like you have to feel safe to be open and out anywhere so uh, that's really the only kind of (laughs) piece of advice i feel like i can back 100 percent the rest is has to be kind of on an individual basis um i think in my experience i i I, I don't feel like I was ever really, I don't, I mean, you know what it's like, you, you, you come out every day, you were saying something about it the other day, but yeah, it was like, oh yeah, my husband, you know, like, you, you kind of, every, every day there's little things that you chip at and you go, is this going to add to my trauma or take away from my trauma, is this good for me, is this bad for me, should I do this for the community, should I do this for myself? Is it better for me to be complete open book or do I just want to not let you in there? You know, you're making these decisions. We all are kind of.
0: Mm.
2: Um, in terms of what it's done for me as an actor, I, I have had some really great roles in my life, but for a very long time, they were within really straight worlds. Um, so like Nicole, who I played on Rake, who I just adored, the world of that is really, it's really straight, you know? Um, and it wasn't to say I didn't love every minute of that, but my experience as an actor in a and an actor in a well-loved, great TV show was always, it was something a little bit like, that's what work feels like. Work feels, it's great, but there's something, but that's what it feels like. It's you in this kind of straight world, which is very different to my my life, my kind of, um, my life is not that at all. And and then Riot came along, which was this TV show, TV movie that I did about, um, uh, about queer politics in the 70s and the first Mardi Gras. And I played um, one of the women who, who was behind the, the Mardi Gras and very kind of politically savvy woman in the 70s and was the first gay Australian to um, win custody of her child. And it was a really amazing experience for me. And I suddenly sat in the centre of that and was able to openly use my experience, to proudly use my experience around a writer's table or in a rehearsal room and feel like it was, I was absolutely the right person for the job because I came with this. I came Mm. and I didn't have to hide anything. And it was only when I played her that I went, oh, that's kind of what's been feeling a bit like that in my other work and it's not, and. And I've played straight characters since then. And that sense of freedom has stayed with me because I got a taste of what it felt like to not be hiding anything. And now when I do other work, I know what that feels like. And I'm able to access that whether the character is gay or straight, you know. Um, So I, I, I think that it was a total gift for me to play that role because I suddenly went, oh ah god this bit has been missing I have actually been hiding away a part of myself and now that it's out there I know what it feels like and I can oh that's where I want to stay and that I've been able to keep that feeling in my work yeah
1: thank you that was oh, yeah. a really great answer
2: obviously you said you
3: have still felt that freedom but do you you think you'd feel more comfortable playing more queer roles, or it depends on the story and, and what it brings. It to all you.
2: depends on the character, really. You know, like I went on to I played a role like a, well, it was a couple of years ago where I was playing this woman. It was um, in Tim Minchin's show, and she ran this kind of underground boxing ring, and you know, straight as they come, but had this kind of bravery in this guts and she could just like sit dead center and work, walk up to these like massive burly guys and feel a sense of confidence. And I wouldn't have been able to do that before Riot, you know, um, there was a kind of, there was a swagger that Riot gave me that I feel I, I can keep in step with in, our, in new roles, whether they're gay Or straight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, gay girls are fun, they're just interesting.
3: (laughs) But, you know, like, yeah. I'm a mother myself. Um, Mm. So, just wanting to know obviously, both you and Jada are very, well, I would say quite successful um, and, you know, being in different shows. um, Mm. You know, how, how do you juggle that? How do you decide who takes what roles? When you're going to be going to this state, going to that state? Moving three children around, yeah. I mean,
2: it's a it's a massive juggle. At the Jada made, you know, made the move. We all made the move to Melbourne. We all went together for Wentworth. Um, we we wouldn't have been able to do it any other way. It was too long, um, and much longer after COVID. We were there a lot longer. Um, and Jads you know, Jards writes as well. So the plan was that Jards would finish a couple of commissions and try and do some writing that they wanted to do for a little while. But it never quite works out like that. You know, we've got three kids under four. So, um, it was just really, you're you're either hands on or you're hands off. And, uh, yeah, and Jards has gone to Adelaide now to shoot, um, a film. So I'm, yeah, so that's me running off. Um, it's, um, it's project dependent. Um, I mean, we don't have—we're not at a point where we're fielding offers left, right, and centre. But we have definitely had to um, be really choose projects that we're incredibly passionate about, or that you know we really need to do to keep the family financially afloat. Or we have to. There's a lot more of a criteria. Um, Unfortunately, we're not able to do as much theatre as we would like to do, because it's just the hours are kind of crazy. And um, so it's really, I think mostly it comes down to a real need, outside of it being a job that we have to do to put food on the table. It becomes a a real need to play a character um, or to tell a story. Wentworth was really important for me to do. Um, So that was a bit of a no-brainer for the family to all go over there. Um, But I I think it's also dependent really on where the kids... Like, there was some stuff that came up for me recently and some work that came up. And um, I just felt like the kids needed more at the moment than um, I would be able to give them if I was working. And so Mm -hmm. it's often just also dependent on where they're at. Like um, we have had a fairly transient life over the past five years. And I feel like I'm starting to notice that a little bit in the confusion. The the kids are still really young, but there's a little bit of comprehensive stuff now going, so when are we going back there? And are we going to see those people? You know, just trying to, yeah, piece it all together. And so we feel now is the time that we need to stop for a little while and actually just go your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, rather than try and make it both work. and. But I don't know, we're still working it out, Leah. I, 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 we feel permanently guilty, you know? We feel permanently like we're stuffing everything up. Um, yeah, we feel like, you know, we read into the kids' you know, behaviour and kind of put it back on us and the choices that we've made. I think we do all the things that all parents do. It's just that we, there's, I suppose we've got a few more factors to juggle him. <laughs> there's not as much stability and um so yeah i don't know same as everyone same as every parent you just just hope that you're not gonna stuff up <laughs> and that your love is kind of gonna get them through and that they'll know that you're their home wherever we are i mean the great thing is is that when we're together we're really together um you know because I will go through periods where yeah I work for four months but then I'm off for two months and so I see them every single day from morning till night you know I'm there the whole time which is you know which is you know troublesome but also wonderful so and we kick ourselves and always think that we're not doing enough and then we kind of have a moment where they're like no we're doing really great we're okay so that's um we're all over think, the shop um,
3: that's just parenthood i think
2: i think so yeah i think so and you never really have anyone to compare it to ultimately you just constantly have to check in with each other and go this are we okay mm-hmm. with this and you know the kids are pretty happy and
3: well that's the main thing yeah Al <laughs> and um, i were talking a while ago how um I remember what we were saying, but we wouldn't – the transformation of, of you, I guess maybe, like seeing you as Lou, it almost – I can not even see how you were Nicole in rape. Yeah, yeah. That was introduced to you as Nicole in rake and then –
0: Yeah.
3: Then I saw you as, as Lou and it's like, how are you the same people? You're completely different.
0: So, <laughs> it's just how
2: talent.
3: But, yeah, I mean, exactly. obviously they're
2: very different women, but I do think that if I went and played Nicole now, I wonder what she would be like.
0: But yeah, even
1: like so when I was looking at like promo shots um, of uh, Wentworth, not when you were in character, or the, mm. the the original ones where they oh, were yeah. announced as a cast member, and then seeing yeah, you in pictures. As Lou, you look completely different.
0: Completely, yeah.
1: And it's just, how? How? How?
2: (laughs) I think Lou has a real, like, um, I don't know. She's so not afraid to, she pulls a lot of faces, Lou. She's so not afraid to just kind of, like, (laughs) you know, all the promo stuff and a lot of characters, they, they kind of, there's something that they hold back and that they keep, whereas Lou doesn't. Like, Lou's, if Lou's, you're going to know what's happening, what Lou's thinking a lot of the time. Like, she's, yeah, she's going to kind of, yeah, give you a few clues. Um, yeah, and so I think she's just got such a, a, a free, look at she's got such a whacked thought process and, and a very, um, and is, yeah, very freely expressive. And I suppose that changes you. As well,
1: yeah. I think like the yeah. way like you hold yourself as Lou is completely different. Um, yeah. yeah, I just find it incredible to like to think about getting in that mindset of just like okay, I'm somebody else and yeah, Lou's different. But also, you're around. Kind of, it's also about what
2: the writers give you and what the other act like. The other act like Lou was like. <laughs> there were some days where I would finish a. They were such a petulant child at times. And there were some scenes that I was in where I was like, they'd call cut and I was I would want to punch myself in the face. I'd be like, what an arsehole. Like there was some stuff with Susie where I was just like, I was just looking at like a little three-year-old. And you know, who does and that what the, what they gave like what the actors kind of allowed you to be and give back to, you know, they were so strong in their characters that they, I don't know, they 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 create you as well by their reactions to you and the power that they give you and um, yeah. So it's a really it's a it's it's a team effort. <laughs> Yeah, because if somebody's genuinely not afraid of you, if an actor isn't going to play that they're afraid of you, Lou's not going to be scary. You know, like mm. you have to, the person opposite you has to be has to allow themselves to be affected by what you're giving them. Otherwise, you're just a you know you're just an idiot. And so it's it, there was a lot of amazingly generous endowment of Lou's kind. Mm. Yeah, of Lou being somebody to not be messed with.
1: Do you have yeah. a, a favourite Oh,
2: God. I just love how Lou... Um, I like how in a moment where I would normally run, Lou giggles. Like, I enjoy what Lou finds funny. Mm. I enjoy that she kind of literally laughs in the face of danger. That I found really fun from very early on.
1: Is that the kind of thing you mean? Yeah, yeah. So like for me, like one of my favourite things about Lou is when she walks into a room, um, she always insults people on the way in. Like, <laughs> I love that. Like, oh, hi, cunt. So she walks into a place and then,
3: you know, yeah. everything else.
1: And just insults yeah. anybody who's like sat down there. like Anyone, anyone. Yeah. Poor mullet and yes. enjoys
2: it like i think that's the thing with, like, she really enjoys that that's what i found so fun playing in Luke with and why sometimes i'd be like look like what how i'm so like i'd want to apologize after takes particularly a lot with Susie because luke did not <laughs> yeah like the shit that i gave her just like the disrespect that luke gave people like Lou did not respect people at all, which for somebody who, you know, has a lot of respect for most people that they hang out with, it's really fun to play somebody who is like that kid in the class that you cannot, no matter how hard you try, you cannot pull them into line because they're just not interested. (laughs) And I really enjoyed that with Lou.
3: Yeah. That's why I love Lou so much, though, because... You know, I guess Frankie was a little bit like that. There's, there's big characters that are like that, but mm. Lou just didn't give a shit. No. Like, I think, I think gave a little bit of a shit still, whereas Lou's is like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, well,
2: I think that Lou, I, I also think, you know, Lou, I'd never, Lou's, Lou's life has been this prison, really. She's, you know, she's been incarcerated all of her, almost all of her adult life. But this is the first time in her life that she's been in love. And so I think that, you know, there was, there's a lot of shit that goes wrong, but also that's a pretty extra, you know, She's this is new to her um, and exciting. So, you know, sometimes it's like I got rare.
1: Yeah. I don't think Lou actually cares about herself, really. I think she she pulls focus from... Like Reb and taking care of Reb is taking care of herself. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. That's the impression I get um, mm-hmm. from that very intense relationship.
0: Yeah,
1: which yeah, yeah I'm hoping yeah. we see. I'm kind of hoping we see it break down. Not gonna lie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I, this is the point. Where- I close my mouth.
3: I think Al and I might. Have, have we spoken about that before, about hoping that there will be a bit of a breakdown? I think we have.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, I hope it I, goes down in flames. I really do. Yeah. Not because <laughs> okay. I dislike either of the characters, but just because just want I want see to some see some shit go down. But I want to see how Reb and Lou cope on their own. Yeah, Because yeah. right. they're so codependent.
0: Yeah, yeah. they are. So, yeah. Ooh! That.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought Reb was going to die on the last episode of last season. Oh, did you? Yeah, I'm yeah. more. I'm more upset about the fish dying, to be quite honest, than I am about anything else that happened in that last episode.
2: Little you know, wonder.
1: Yep. I was so you angry.
2: Boil your blood just a When he was like, "You're going to swallow it."
1: I, I've got I've got a fish. Um I've got my fish around the same time.
0: Because very protective of
1: aquatic yeah. lives.
3: Speaking of yeah. fish scene then, um, obviously you had a lot of scenes with um, Pamela Raid, who you've worked with before. So yeah. what was that like? Two very different roles. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so great. I adore working with Pamela and I mean uh just the power that she brings, and the the intensity that she brings, and the humour, and the the unpredictability as well is really exciting. Just being in a scene together with Pam, both of us kind of looking at each other, going, "I don't know which, but this could which way is this going to go?" You know, like there's this great um, feeling of excitement as the actor and as the character going, "Yeah, she's a total joy to work with." um, brings, um, yeah, such detail and, um, um, clarity to her work and,
1: and really fun as well. Tells a great joke. And... Um, okay. So at the end of the, um, kind of, uh, chat, we tend to do a quick fire question round, which we haven't given you the questions for, but don't worry. They're not too, um, hard. Uh, so just say the first thing that comes into your head if that's okay. Are you happy to do that?
2: Absolutely. Yes, I'm just to some water. Because mm. I feel like this is a bit of the quiz we need to be hydrated
1: yeah. before. Get ready. Yeah. You're about to, you know, answer some highly controversial questions. Hit me. <laughs> Number one, Vegemite, yes or no? Yes. Everybody said yes. I thought it was like you love it or hate it. I don't understand. No, yes. Um, beer or wine? Oh beer. Eighties or nineties. <laughs> 80s. Um, burger or chicken? Burger. Tea or coffee? Coffee. A movie or series? Oh, come on now. Look, at
2: home in my lounge room, series, absolutely nothing like it. But going to the movies on, either on your own or on a date, is just one of the, my happy places, particularly since they changed the chairs to be massive bucket recliner seats. I could sleep through the movie and still have a great time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, podcasts or audiobooks?
0: Oh.
2: I think audiobooks, but there's nothing worse than a book that you want to listen to read by somebody with a voice that you don't enjoy. Yeah. So in that way, I suppose podcast I'd lean toward podcasts because I've my heart's been broken a few more times by audiobooks.
1: Mm. Yeah. There was like two narrators and you could choose between them.
2: You could pick, yeah. Like you put your own voice on like your directory in the car, that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: Dogs or cats? This is a controversial one.
1: This is the controversial one, I think, in this.
2: <laughs> dogs, dogs. But I have cats. But dogs. But I have two cats. One is looking at me right now, but it's dogs. <laughs>
1: One is looking at you being like, I know what you've just yeah. said.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have two cats, uh, Louie and George, but I, I, gr- I grew up with a dog and I, I uh, yeah, I love dogs. And we will get a dog as soon as we can work out how to, you know, raise cats and children. And then once we can do that, we'll add to it. At the yeah. moment, it's not appropriate.
1: Graduate yeah. to a dog at some point. To a dog. Um, fruit or veg? Fruit both but fruit fruit yeah sweet or savory savory well thank you so much for your time today I really really appreciate
2: it it was a total delight thank you it was a nice um little you know reminder of what the year's been you kind of can suddenly throw yourself so much into kind of yeah out of prison and into kind of a very different world and it's nice to bring it back to life again for the night Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. It's because I didn't know that the the arm tattoo <laughs> was a chain. I thought it was fishnets. <laughs>
3: no I was almost in tears. Like that was great. You covered really
1: well.
2: so there's so many negative connotations rather than going oh so she was a cabaret performer in a past
0: life i don't remember anything i said